It's a cappella on a word time. A cappella on a word. Listen in. You will definitely be blessed. I cannot tell why he whom angels worship should set his love upon the sons of men. Oh, why a shepherd he should seek the wanderers to bring them back they know not how or when. But this I know that he was born of Mary. When Bethlehem's manger was his only home, and that he lived at Nazareth and labored. And so the Savior, Savior of the world, is come. I cannot tell how silently he suffered as with his peace he graced this place of tears or how his heart upon the cross was broken the crown of pain to three and thirty years. But this I know, he heals the broken-hearted, and stays our sin, and calms our lurking fear and lifts the burden from the heavy laden. For yet the Savior, Savior of the world, is here. This lovely hymn by Fullerton, W.Y. Fullerton, has been a blessing to many and captures the story of Christ Jesus, the Eternal One, the Eternal One who is one of the triune Godhead who has always been but a moment at a certain moment in time he took on the form of man and was planted in the womb of Mary and was begotten of her please I keep repeating this being begotten of Mary had nothing to do with God having a spouse. 
Look, let me challenge you to think about this. There was a time when I saw a bit of that with Bedford trucks. They would put a winder, it would stare the engine and it would crank to life. <laughs> and then keys were made to start engines. Today, people just point something, they insert something that looks like a key, they press a button, and engines kick to life. Now, cannot the God who made us, who are making such amazing inventions today, can that God not set aside something that he had structured to produce humanity? The God who decided that a man should meet a woman to bring life to birth or to give birth to another of their kind decided at a certain point at a certain point in time to set that order aside so that we would know that this particular one was unique among all men that is why he is the god man and Fullerton, having experienced Christ as his Lord and Savior, writes, I cannot tell why he whom angels worship should set his love upon the likes of me, or why as a shepherd he should come after us like the sheep that have gone a-wandering to bring them back to himself. They don't even know how he does it. We can't even understand why God chose the cross, but he chose it. If you study history, it's the most excruciating thing to happen to anybody. And God chose that for himself as God in Christ to take up the cross It, it always kind of ruffles me. It's, it's, it's awesome. I can't put words to it. And he says, But this I know. He was born of Mary. I've explained that. And he chose the lowliest of places to be born in a manger so that he would be accessible to everybody. If you're a king and high and mighty, you can't come in humility, you, you can't approach him, but he makes himself accessible. And that he lived at Nazareth and labored. Today we say, can anything good come out of Nazareth? It's become an idiomatic expression. But yes, he chose that probably an unknown. Um, it's not a place many people would consider, some little village somewhere. He chose that place. But whatever it is, he says, and so whatever it is, the Savior, our Savior, is come. The second stanza says, I cannot tell how silently he suffered. The Bible says, as a sheep was led to the slaughter, so he, he opened not his mouth. He allowed his, his captors to take him. He himself said in the book of John, he says, no man takes my life from me. I, I lay it down on myself. I'm the lamb of God that 
taketh away the sin. Your sin and my sin of going our own way, I take it away. He says, as with his peace, he graced this place of tears. Or how his heart upon the cross was broken. Don't forget he was, he was, he was a man as much as he was God. And he felt as a man, he said, I cannot tell how silently he suffered. The Bible says, as a lamb led to the slaughter, he did not open his mouth and allowed his captors to do what they would with him. The Prince of Peace graced this place of tears. Oh yes, this earth. It's a place of tears in many, many ways. We have tried to make it as glorious as we can. But you, you just get into the news and you realize that no matter how much of heaven you try to make your world to be, this world in which we are, there is so much that is not heaven here. Get all the gold, amass all the wealth, get all the properties, Something should tell you that there must be something more to this. He says, He graced this place of tears with His peace, His peace that passes all understanding. Or how His heart upon the cross was broken. I told you, He, he was a man, and yet He was God. And He his heart as a man could be broken, and it was broken. And for three and thirty years, that's how long he took on the form of humanity. And if you go to the Gospel of John, the last chapter, the ending verses, he says, he impacted his world so much that if, if they could, if they dared to write the things he did, Probably the very volumes of books that men could put together could not contain them. That, that's an awesome statement. It says, the next line says, But this I know, that he heals the brokenhearted and stays our sin. He, he deals with our sin. He doesn't come at us. He says, I came not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through me can be saved. And that's an offer. He did not come with condemnation in his heart. But you have every capability to accept or reject him. And then, like I always say, there's always a consequence of the choices we make. He stays our sin and calms our lurking fear. Oh yes, there's so much that surrounds us. You, the daily news is laden with all kinds of things going on. We still experience coup d'etats in parts of the world. Ukraine, Russia the fight that's going on, 
people still attach bombs to their bodies and blow themselves and others up in the name of something that they're so passionately attached to in terms of belief. And you ask, this is it. Is this it? Something should tell you that there's got to be more. And he lifts the burden from the heavy laden. For yet the Savior, Savior of the world, is here. The third stanza says, I cannot tell how he will win the nations, how he will claim his earthly heritage, how satisfy the needs and aspirations of East and West, of sinner and of sage. But this I know, all flesh shall see his glory, and he shall reap the harvest he has sown. And some glad day his sun shall shine in splendor when he the Savior, Savior of the world, is known. The last stanza says, I cannot tell how all the lands shall worship when at his bidding every storm is stilled. Oh, who can say how great the jubilation when all the hearts of men with love are filled. But this I know, the skies will thrill with rapture, and myriad, myriad human voices sing, and earth to heaven and heaven to earth will at last the Savior, Savior of the world, is King. I sing this hymn with such joy in my heart, and I would like to invite you to share the, the truths that these lines capture. I cannot tell how he will win the nations, but he seeks to do that through those of you who have come to believe already, those of you who probably would believe, I hope, as you listen to me and to many others who are sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he says how he will claim his earthly heritage. He's going to come and claim it. He said, I'm coming again. I'm going, I'm going to prepare a place and then I'll come. Revelation says there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. The Bible says in John 1, without him was nothing made that has been made. And hey, 
He may have loaned this earth to us, the sons of men. We, we've made a mess of a mess of it largely, but His Spirit abides, and those who seek Him will find Him. He says, "How would He satisfy the needs and aspirations of East and West, of the sinner as well as of, as well as of the sage, that is the saint? The sinner is made saint by Him anyway, and when when the sinner comes to Him." He puts his righteousness on you and you're a saint. You're declared in the realms of his spirit to be a saint. And he says with certainty, but this know, this I know, all flesh shall see his glory. And Jesus shall reap the harvest he has sown. He sowed his blood, that blood, those blood drops that dropped onto the earth they, they were speaking for those who would, for all the sons of men, actually. But then there's also the whosoever will. It's an invitation. Would you, would you believe it? Does, it? does it kickstart your heart to say, there must be something to this fascinating story? It says, and some glad day, his son, S-U-N, his Amazing, he himself shines as brighter than the sun anyway. His sun shall shine in splendor when he, the savior, savior of the world, is known. Yes, some people have experienced it, but many others need to come to know him as well. Would you be one of them? The last stanza says, I cannot tell how all the lands shall worship. The person is trying to say, I cannot imagine it. When at his bidding every storm is stilled, or who can say how great the jubilation when all the hearts of men with love are filled. But this I know, the skies will thrill with rapture, and myriad, myriad human voices sing. We will join with the angels, and earth to heaven and heaven to earth will answer. We will collaborate. We would form a heavenly and an earthly choir and, and, and praises will resound to his glory because we all can say, alas, the Savior, the Savior of the world is king because he has always been king and the world would recognize that he, all, he always has been king. But the question is, it's got to start in your heart, in your life. Do you want this man of whom Fullerton writes in this beautiful hymn. Do you want him in your life? That's the most important thing, to affect your life, to affect your relationships, to affect your work, wherever you go, you're driving, even the mundane things of life, the way you conduct business. Are you a politician? Do you claim faith in Christ? Or are you just paying lip service to him? Someday we will stand before his, the Bible says, we shall all stand before the judgment throne of Christ. But not all will be condemned, you know. We will stand before that throne. We have all the time here to make a decision. If you're hearing my voice today, the Bible says, today if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Don't slam the door in his face. Even if you have doubts, say, at least this man makes enough reason for me to say, okay, Lord Jesus, and I'm praying right now, you can pray with me, Lord Jesus. I struggle with this story about you. But if you're real, can you come into my life and show me? 
show me. Come help me make sense of this, this life. Come help me make sense of this life. Above all, Lord, it is said that you make those who receive you brand new. Will you do that for me? Will you do that for me, please? And make the broken pieces of my life come together. I'm daring to believe you. Thank you for hearing me. Amen. As I usually do, if you don't mind, a prayer of healing. Can you just touch me? Touch your screen as though you're touching my hand. Lord Jesus, I pronounce the sister and brother healed. And let them give testimony in coming days that this simple prayer of faith changed the course of their lives as far as healing is concerned. However debilitating the illness, you illness, you are rebuked in Jesus' name. And I declare wholesomeness, divine wholesomeness in Jesus' name. Begin to feel that in your body. Amen. This has been another edition of a cappella and a word. I pray that we would see each other again in the next edition. Until then, may you hear angels sing around you. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>